Hi, this is former Pro Bowl center for the Buffalo Bills, Eric Wood, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on the Circling the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills Mafia. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I am your host, Nate. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We have a tremendous episode for you guys. We are going to talk about the Bills game this past week against the New Jersey Jets. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to give some thoughts on that. We did not record right after the podcast. Thought about it. We'll explain later. Uh, didn't end up doing it. We're going to give some quick thoughts on that. We're going to talk about the drama involving one Bills drive. Jeez, just one hit after another. After you thought it couldn't get any worse with uh, the Bills' loss to the Jets, then all of a sudden there's some rumors about Terry Pagula. Some things said about Stephon Diggs. We're going to talk about that. We're going to discuss that. Um, then we're going to preview uh, next. This upcoming Sunday's game against the Las Vegas Raiders. It is the home opener for Buffalo in Orchard Park. We're going to discuss that 1 p.m. game. We're going to talk about bets. We're going to talk about that. We're going to do our betting on the Bills segment where we talk about um, who, uh, which team that we like in the Bills game. Uh, We're going to talk about two other bets that we like throughout the entire NFL. And if you guys followed us last week, uh, you made some money. Like I did not think that was going to happen. Like I'm a notoriously bad better. Uh, I was, I did amazing. And so did John. John did really well too. And so we're going to talk about that. So we got the swamp. I'm going to re- rename that segment, John. I'm going to rename it uh, instead of like the, for the, the, the bills game is going to be betting on the bills, right? That's an easy segment name. The other, the other two games is going to be called in honor of our Chris Berman interview, the Swami's stone cold sweated out selections. How's that for uh for alliteration. That's a lot of words. Well, let's let's make that into an acronym or something. Were you going to say that's a mouthful? <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> yes. Yes. John's in. John, how you doing, man? Eh. <laughs> I've been better. <laughs> Dude, are you are you over so No. So it's, <sighs> you know, 3 3 days past the the game, you're not over it still. No. It still hurts. It's still the that cut runs deep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a bit before I'm over this one. I like, <clears throat> can win the next two games, and I'll probably still be feeling this one, to be honest with you. Um, I think they'd have to like you know win from now through Miami for me to kind of get better. <laughs> well, you know, good. Uh, so I was just as upset with you um, in that game. So real quick, before we get into this, talking about last week's game, I forgot to mention that this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at DeLago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, or you just happen to be driving down the thruway along Route 90, get off at Exit 41, go to the DeLago Resort and Casino, make a bet, have some food, Enjoy. It will be a good time. I promise you. We're so lucky to have a, a, a an area like that, a place like that in the area that we can just drive down the road to. So be sure to check them out at the Delago Resort and Casino. Uh, yeah, John, uh, first things first. Um, 
so we didn't end up recording that night. A lot of you messaged us and asked if there was like a recording um, that we had that we just didn't share on on Buffalo Rumblings or on our own podcast feed here, uh, and we just didn't do it. Um, a couple of things. Um, it was late. It was overtime. Um, the Bills lost, which in totally disappointing fa- fashion, which we're going to get into. But I mean, I had just been pulling like really long hours over the weekend, um, late at night for my job. So um, unfortunately, I can't not get I can't not get any sleep for when I have certain deadlines because I need to be able to think and actually process it, uh, get through the day. So um, so I'd, I made a gut. I made a phone or what I made the call on that one. Uh, so, uh, that was not John and Mike's call. They wanted to do it, but I, I was just like, I just can't do it tonight. <laughs> I got to, we got to record for an hour. I got to stay up another hour. It's going to be like two or three in the morning by the time, which is okay. We've done that before. We've done that plenty of times, but just not when I need to get a lot of, not when I need to work a 12 hour day. I don't need three hours of sleep. You know what I mean? So to, to be fair, I, d- I didn't want to do it either. <laughs> you don't, you didn't want to do this episode. In all fairness, <laughs> you're like, I don't want to talk tonight. We don't have to talk for the rest of the season if you don't want, Nate. <laughs> and I don't blame you. I don't blame you, John. So I was really down about this team. I think I think that the let's start off with the most disappointing part of this was that the Bills were gifted, <laughs> like handed on a platter that game with Aaron Rodgers' first drive where he was injured he tore his achilles which is you know you never want to root for any injuries for sure you don't root for and i have no ill will against aaron Rodgers. you know even tom brady back in the day right like you didn't like him but you wouldn't hope he gets injured well maybe a little bit but like <laughs> you know i didn't want him to get injured but if it was gonna happen like i mean they're still gonna play the game right so i'll i'll take advantage of that if i can um the problem is the Bills couldn't just take that and go with it. They had to let the Zach Wilson-led Jets team beat them. Um, and all they had to do, John, all they had to do the entire game was just not turn the ball over. That's how you beat a team like this. You know, you just 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 keep doing what you were doing in the first half. They were up 13-3. to three, And then all of a sudden, Josh is playing hero ball. And, uh, and it was very... It's a frustrating way to win, or a frustrating way to lose, um, to have the Jets win like that in a very winnable game. Um, but this is a this is a Jets team that the Bills always have problems with. They're a really good defense. They match up really well against the Bills' offense because their defensive line is so good, and the Bills' offensive line isn't great. And Josh got happy feet, man. He got happy feet. So um, it was a disappointing loss. Um, I'm starting to kind of move on, but yeah, I mean, you you pre- I mean, we'll do. Let's do real quick. I mean, we usually do our wall of fame, wall of shame. Who are you going to put on your wall of shame in that loss? I think I know where you're going to go. Well, yeah, there's only one problem in in the, in the entire game, and that was Josh Allen. It was it was hard to come up with more issues than Josh Allen, right? I, besides the special teams, you know, return or you know, failure to stop a return for a touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, the game was over before that. The game was over. You, you didn't. <laughs> There was no, I had no confidence in that team whatsoever. I mean, the fact that they somehow tied it up was a miracle <laughs> at that point. But it was Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen on the wall of shame, like stands alone, right? Yep. That's that's pretty much the way I see it too. Um, Four turnovers. Four turnovers. They lost by three. Three interceptions to the same safety. They're all terrible. Every single one of them. Like people are talking about, oh, the first one's like a punt. Like he could have ran easily. There's nobody in front of him. He got in the first down really easily and ran out. I had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, it was. Not only was he 
it, it was just making boneheaded decision after boneheaded decisions. Like if he should go left, he went right instead. If he should have run, he threw the ball. If he should have thrown the ball, he ran. You know, like he took contact over unnecessary contact over and over again. I've never seen a player like even Josh Allen for him, like at least when he's going to take contact, it's usually for a first down or for a touchdown, right? He's going in the end zone or like he's, he just doesn't have time to get out of bounds and he's diving. Like he was like, it was like a third and 10. He got three yards and he was like trying to get through three different defenders. It's like, Josh, what are you doing? They just teed off on him. And it's just not smart play. It's not intelligent play for exactly like you said, there were terrible decisions in the passing game where he was throwing it. I mean, he was throwing it downfield. He wasn't finding the right receivers. I've seen multiple screenshots since that game that um, show that his eyes weren't in the right spot when he throws the ball. Uh, and it was, it, you couldn't blame the offensive line on that one. You couldn't blame and the offensive line. Wasn't great, but it wasn't a bad offensive line. Hold on. Let me find this, this stat. I retweeted from Warren Sharp. Josh Allen was pressured on 26% of dropbacks, 10th lowest of any quarterback. Despite that, he took nine hits, the third most, and five sacks, the fifth most, while being sacked on 11% of dropbacks, the fifth most. So as much as we love to blame the offensive line, I mean, and hey, I mean, I tweeted it out. There were some plays for sure where Spencer Brown just got walked right back into Josh Allen like he wasn't even trying. Um, Still, everything considered, Josh Allen did what Tyrod Taylor used to do. Do you remember this, John, when like Tyrod would finally get a clean pocket and he would just run out of it just randomly? Like that's what Josh was doing. Josh would get a clean pocket. And then all of a sudden he's just like, I got to run. I'm sorry. I can't stay here. <laughs> like I got to. At least Tyrod gotta was run. careful with the football. <laughs> yes, you're right. Comparative, compare, he never threw the ball. I mean, that was his problem. But yeah, you're right. He was much safer. Not as many uh, fumbles and interceptions by Tyrod Taylor. Uh, yeah, let's, what, what about, so, okay. We talked about the wall of shame, Josh Allen, clearly four turnovers. Like you said, that, that, by the way, if, if even they had that fumble back and they were able to score on that drive, like that would be the game right there. Like that was the difference in the game. Like him just giving, coughing the ball up. Like all he had to do for the bills to win was just not do the absolute worst thing he could have done. And that's what he did. The worst outcome. It was like a Murphy's law game john like it doesn't remind me or remind you of like last season when like it was the bills versus the vikings right the bills were winning and of course he fumbles in the end zone and like they get a safety right like the the dolphins game when they're trying to just like um spike the snap right to stop the clock and what does Allen do? He bobbles a snap, and he has to throw it to Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs catches, and he kick it out out of bounds in time. Then they go into the half, and they don't even get to kick a field goal. Like, that sort of thing. Like, I know every team has those kinds of mishaps, but Josh is continuing that trend, unfortunately, uh, with these close games. So what do you have on your let's – look, let's look positively, okay? Wall of fame. Who do you put on your wall of fame in that loss? Um, there's actually a lot more – to talk about here, I think, despite the loss. Um, I mean, Milano had a, a really nice game as usual. Um, I like, I kind of just want to give it to the defensive line. Um, Rousseau had some nice pressures. Um, Floyd had a sack. Uh, Phillips had a sack. Um, and Oliver, uh, Oliver had some tackles for losses. Uh, yeah. Um, Rousseau had a tackle for a loss and a forced fumble. I think the ball went out of bounds or something. Epinesa had a nice stop on second and short. Like, 
I think the defensive line played really well. That's a really good uh, wall of fame is the defensive line. I was pleasantly surprised with how much pressure they got, even though it was Zach Wilson. I mean, that the pressure is what ended Aaron Rodgers' season. And potentially his career was him blowing out his Achilles was that sack by Leonard Floyd. And that's the reason you get a guy like that, you know, you just for that. I mean, this is this is exciting. I mean, if the Bills can pull it together, obviously, through the rest of the season, this is an exciting pass rush that the Bills really haven't had to this extent because now you have now you have a great rotation with Leonard Floyd and Von Miller when Von Miller comes back and uh, and Greg Rousseau on the other side. I mean, you know, Jordan Phillips has been talking up uh, Greg Rousseau or Deion Dawkins was Deion Dawkins this past week talking about how Greg Rousseau is going to be like the next highest paid pass rusher. Um, and he looked good. They look good. I had a couple of plays too in the backfield too. Um, Matt Milano, Matt the missile, Matt the Milano cookie uh, looked good. Looked good as well as, as he always does. Man, he's just he's a great player. I love Matt Milano. I stand Milano. Um, how about here's an under the radar one, and this kind of goes into my sweet sassy molassy play of the game. Um, Christian Benford in, with a start. Um, he looks pretty good. He looked pretty good. He's not the one that had that Garrett Wilson touchdown against him. Like that was an insane. Insane touchdown catch, by the way. Let's talk about the Garrett Wilson touchdown catch against Tredavious White, where it went up in the air, then it, then he somehow like it dropped, got knocked out of his hand, but then it fell to him. Like just a crazy catch. And- yeah, White had an inconsistent game. I'm, I'm not going to hold that particular play against him. I think that's just like the way the ball bounces sometimes. But like you know, like he had a couple of missed tackles, but then he had a tackle for a loss. Like I, I think he was a little inconsistent. Yeah. He he took a he took the wrong angle on one of those runs, one of those long runs. Yeah, yeah. I, I you you could put wall of wall of shame. The Bills run defense in certain parts, man. I mean, Brees Hall is a really good running back, so you can't you have to take that into account. But the Bills like let go some long runs. They just they just weren't. So it's going to be interesting this next week. We're going to talk about that with the Raiders game. But Josh Jacobs. How's that going to go? That I mean, was, he's no Brees Hall, but... It was inconsistent, too, because they had a, a whole bunch of tackles for losses. But then, you know, the you know back would... I thought Bernard, for his... I thought he did okay. I thought he did okay, yeah. Yeah, you know what You know what play stuck out to me from Bernard was when um, Taron Johnson ran up to try to stick that... Uh, was it Conklin, the, the tight end from the Jets? He tried to stick him, like... And then he hit him, and then he just got bounced backwards. And he was like, ooh! Like, I thought that might be a concussion. It wasn't, luckily. But, like, he ran right into him and just fell backwards, right? Like, much smaller than Conklin, obviously. But then Benford... Or not Benford, I'm sorry. Bernard was right there to pick up, and he tackled him down, like, right immediately. Like, he was right there to to, to clean it up. So, uh, yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. For his first start, he had no preseason games. I liked it. It's going to be really interesting to see how well he does against a team like the Raiders that loves to like dink and dunk down the field, use the middle of the field, intermediate passes. You know, this is going to be, you know, where the Bills linebacking core is really tested. But uh, yeah, I think while well, shame, I'm going to put an honorable mention to the Bills run defense, just trying to stop Brees Hall. I, and I And I just have to bring this up just briefly, John, is that with those long runs, I mean, especially the one where you saw Jordan Poyer take like a really bad angle and Brees... And luckily, Christian Benford stopped, which, by the way, is my sweet sassy molassy play of the game, is that Christian Benford's stop of Brees Hall as he was running. Garrett Wilson had his arms up like, this guy's going to score a touchdown. And Benford, out of nowhere, he has wheels, man. He just came up there and, and luckily took down Brees Hall. And if the Bills had actually won, that would have been potentially the play of the game because he had that hustle. Uh, what do you think about this aging 
Bill's defense, John. I mean, the, we can't expect Poyer and, and Hyde to be great forever. And I think we've just kind of taken it, taken them for granted as far as like if the Bills defensive line and linebackers end up not being able to stop the running back, well, then they have Poyer and Hyde always there, right, to plug up the holes. Well, there was a couple of plays last Monday where that wasn't the case. And I don't know if it's age, like you always have that in the back of your mind or what, but um, yeah. didn't look bad. Well, part, they weren't tested passing-wise. Part of it too is like the Bills defense is built more so to defending the pass than the run. And there's a reason for that, right? Mahomes was the first reason, but now you have all these quarterbacks in the AFC that, that are really good. So um, it's easier for teams to run on the Bills than it is to pass usually. Um, and that's okay, especially if the Bills get a big lead with their great offense and the other team can't catch up by passing, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Yeah, the, the big part of that that was missing this past Monday was the big lead thing. The Bills just couldn't do that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, do you have a sweet sassy molasses play of the game besides the Benford catch? Maybe, maybe that Diggs touchdown. Josh Yellen, that was one of Josh's best throws of the night. Was scrambling out of bounds and, and yeah, playing. I'd say it was either the Diggs touchdown or the Milano interception. The Milano interception was a really good one. Matt knifing through the the. The line to stop Dalvin Cook for a four-yard loss—that was awesome. That was hot. And then the very next play is when Phillips got his sack. That's right. That's right. I love Phillips, man. I know he's an under-the-radar guy and he's not a starter. He's a rotational piece, but he just—he just brings fire, man. He's like—he's like good for a player to a game, you know. Just somehow, somehow, it's just—I don't know. Big fan. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, besides that in the game, I mean, there's really not much else to say. We hit on everything important. Um, Josh not playing his best. Um, this is going to be interesting when we get to the, the Bills Raiders preview. Uh, you know, can he do, can he have a bounce back? What to expect? Stuff like that. Um, any final thoughts about the Bills Jets loss before we, before we uh, move to the drama at one Bills drive? Um, moving from one thing I don't want to talk about to another thing I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to happen. It's happening. <laughs> so the first thing has to do with, it, if it wasn't bad enough, dude, like Bill's social media was just falling apart, right? Like, just like, what is this? What are we doing? Josh taking steps back. You know, I mean, he's he's playing the worst he's ever played. We thought he was supposed to be the most focused. He's supposed to learn from his mistakes. He had so many turnovers last season. He said he's going to learn from not having turnovers. He's going to learn to not cause so many turnovers and then he has four in one game um a lot of things going wrong on social media and then we find out something about terry pagula now jim trotter nfl analyst former nfl analyst is suing the nfl over his termination from the nfl network and is claiming that nfl owners have said the following bill's owner terry pagula said if the black players don't allegedly i should say allegedly said <laughs> this is what the the suit claims if the black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is in reference to player protests against racial injustice. Okay, so that doesn't sound good. And then he also said, they also quoted Jerry Jones saying, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, if blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire regarding the lack of black professionals in decision-making positions on NFL teams. So this is you know part of a, a huge lawsuit that Jim Trotter is suing the NFL with. Um, and you know, 
asking for investigations to be done into all of these allegations. Terry Pagula, immediately when that came, I saw the Terry Pagula quote before I even saw what was said about him um, on Bill's social media, just because they're like, he, he basically vehemently de denied what was said. And it turns out that basically this was said at a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> like this was this was said like between 40 members this was said to Jim Trotter that like through a dinner with like 40 other like uh analysts uh, other people in the media other media members saying that like the story was told secondhand so it wasn't that Jim Trotter heard Terry Pagula say that he heard from another media member who is unnamed said that Bill's owner Terry Pagula said that so like it's not even firsthand, it's secondhand. There's no real proof, it doesn't sound like, unless it goes to maybe a deposition and that person has to testify or something. But uh I don't know, John. Like it was it was funny, like and not haha funny, but just like, oh come on, like one more thing to go wrong. And that was the thing. Okay, so the Bills stink, Josh Allen played terrible. Oh, and Terry Bagula is a potential racist, like that's not cool, right? Like did when you saw that, I mean, were you thinking the same thing I was, where you're just like Face Palm, man. This is Face Palm Central over here at uh, in Orchard Park today. Yeah, I mean, obviously, hoping that it's not true, right? Um, but uh, I mean, aside from that, it's hard. You, like you don't know who said, you know, who heard what or said what, or you, you don't know, right? <laughs> you don't know. We, it doesn't. It's, there's nothing definitive about this. Everything in the media done today is like, you know, in un. What's it called? Unnamed source. Or a source that wants to go unnamed, right? Like nobody ever has, nobody ever wants to be quoted with anything they say nowadays. So it's all just like, did you really hear that? Like we can't prove it, but why would you make it up? So yeah, yeah, it's hard to trust the media with a lot of things today. But yeah, I hope it's not true. I just hope it's not true. I'm not saying it's not true, but it is secondhand. So at least good for Terry Pagula, because you know if that was like me or you, and someone accused us of something like that, so so openly terribly like something you shouldn't you shouldn't say <laughs> or think then like you would want to deny it immediately like like from the mountaintop just scream like i'm innocent i did not do this right so um at least it leads you to believe that this is not the case with terry Bagula. we'll see hopefully 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 not now john you ready for the second piece of juicy juicy one bills drive drama i can't wait <laughs> Uh, that was not like the Bart, Bart Scott quote, can't wait. It was just like, can't wait. So Bill's beat reporter, Maddie Glab, got into some controversy when she was picked up on a hot mic and said, there's no control over Stefan Diggs. He is going to do what, what he wants to do. He'll look me in the face. He'll look in my face and say, F you, how he treats everybody. She received criticism for the remarks and released a statement shortly after apologizing. Diggs came out and said, so then just, just before we were recording, Diggs came out and said the following, okay? It was in respect or in response to what I just mentioned that Maddie Glab said. Maddie Glab, Bill's reporter, for those of you that don't know who she is, uh, Diggs wrote on, on Twitter, the audio shared was very hurtful and it was insulting to my character and, and to how I was raised. I've always treated people how I want to be treated. I greet everyone with smiles and respect from the people in our cafe to the people that keep our building in clean and in order. The media or fans may confuse my competitiveness that they witness on the field as who I am as a person. But off the field, I'd never treat anyone how she described and have never said anything remotely close to that to her. I don't know why it was said, but this is an example of why people don't want to deal with the media. It's hard to fight 
the preconceived notions people have about you, regardless of ever having a personal experience with them. We, we get you all have a job, and I respect it, but please remember, I'm a human just like you, and if I ever made you or anyone else feel like you can't approach me, I apologize. Time to lock, lock back in, forward focused. So, John, first thing that comes to mind when you hear that uh, about Maddie Glab saying these things about Stefan Diggs. So, I mean, like, I, I guess even if she's joking, right, like, y- you can see why he would be upset, right? Because, like, it, it just it just furthers that um, perception that he's, like, a di- big diva or whatever that, like, everybody keeps talking about all the time. And it's like, and I don't believe that, personally. No. Um, I, I think I think he's a fierce competitor, (laughs) um, you know, and like, you know, obviously I don't know him personally, but like you see him like throwing balls to kids, like in the stands and like doing all this stuff. You never see him doing anything. Like the only thing that you've ever seen him do is what yelling at Josh on the sidelines of that Bengals game. I would have, I would have yelled at Josh too. I would have yelled at Josh too. He's playing like shit. (laughs) I was yelling at him from my TV. He was just able to do it face to face, which I wasn't, we weren't all able to do. McDermott was yelling at him too. When he took that unnecessary hit, like he's like, (laughs) he said, be smart. Smart in the Jets game. But then you also see, you mentioned the good things about playing with the kids and stuff like that. Like, let's talk about the Jets game for one more moment. And that video of Josh Allen having a terrible game. And right before the Bills offense got on the field for that final drive uh, of regulation, which ended up tying the game for the Bills, uh, Stefan Diggs was telling him to, he got it. He gave him a high five. He's like, listen, man, shake it off, shake it off. Like we, and you could tell, you could see in Josh, Josh is not one of those guys who plays it close to the vest, right? Like he's a very emotional person. You can tell when he's upset, right? Like he doesn't have a poker face. Like you tell when he's excited, you tell when he's upset. He's a very emotional person, good or bad. Like that's just, that's just the way he is. And you could see the look on his face. He looked visibly distraught. He knew he, you heard him in the press conference after he knew he was the reason why the bills were losing. And he put that all on himself and he was getting down on himself and he was killing himself inside. And Stefan, you know, he dig saw that and he, and he walked right up to him and he knew he had to pick him up and dude, I give him a lot of credit for that. Not everyone does that. A lot of players I'm sure just will like leave Josh alone. Don't bother him. Or some people are, you know, but that, that goes against exactly, you know, which, what, what the media perceives him. To be and like you said, what he actually is, or what I think that people close to the Bills organization see in Diggs, because you know Bills fans. Like if we thought that he was a diva, we'd be saying that. Like we we love our guys, but we're not we're not uh, unwilling to criticize the players that we love. So here's a uh, here's what Maddie Glab's response was, by the way, to this. She said, I want to take ownership for what I said today. I'm very sorry for what I said and meant no ill will. I respect the hell out of Stefan Diggs, and he has been one of my favorite players to cover. He has great character and treats us media with lots of respect. He takes time out of his day to talk to us, which he doesn't have to do. For context, media was waiting for players to come out for press conferences when a reporter joking told me to get Stefan Diggs. I said, I don't have control over him. Steph marches to the beat of his own drum, and I love that about him. He has a playful relationship with our video department, so that's why I said he probably wouldn't say yes to me grabbing him for an interview. I should not have said what I said, and I apologize for that. Steph is not in the wrong. I am. Which, like, everything she said makes sense, right? Like, if we didn't hear the context of what the person said to her. Like, he's like, oh, hey, why don't you work for the Bills? Go get go get Stefan out here. She's like, he, he wouldn't do that. He'd probably tell me F you before he did that, you know? Like, that all makes sense. Like, this all lines up, and you know... 
me or you, like if we thought that she was being like completely wrong about the Stefan Diggs situation, she she said something that was picked up on a hot mic that she didn't think would be heard millions of times over social media and it became a story and you know it sounds like it's nothing it sounds like it's absolutely nothing in fact i did a poll on twitter said do you guys really care about this yes or no move on and almost 90 percent of people said move on this is this is only a story outside of buffalo for all i'm for all that i'm concerned yeah i I, i'd have to agree john what about maddie's voice (laughs) oh yeah i mentioned that to nate um yesterday i was like did did you (laughs) She, she's an annoying voice, right? <laughs> I did think you were going to say that. I thought you were going to be like, she has a, she's kind of a funny voice, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> she's an annoying voice. Yes. Yes. I, it's so funny you said that because like I texted you guys, like we got to find a way for the listeners to get in on a group chat or something like that with us. So like we can or share screenshots or something instead of just over general social media. But like I said, the thing about Maddie Glab and you're like, the first thing you said had nothing to do with Diggs or Maddie, uh, Maddie's like quote. It was just like, she has a weird voice, right? <laughs> and what's funny is I a hundred percent agree with you because uh, I just, it's been, it's been several years now and I just kind of forget about it, but absolutely. She's, she's got, she's from, I think like Nebraska or something, right? So she's from the Midwest. Yeah, I was going to ask. I wasn't sure where she's from. Like, like maybe it's like kind of like an accent thing. I think. I think what it is is her trying to cover up an accent, and it just doesn't. Like, have you ever heard those newscasters? They're like from Alabama, and then they come to like you know Buffalo, New York, and they talk like this, and there's no accent whatsoever, and this is the news, you know. And then as soon as they're off mic, they're like, you know, cheese and gravy, you know, like it's just <laughs> it's the opposite of, you know. Um, it's so that she might just not be able. So in that case, if it was, if it was me, just go full Midwest. Like, don't try to hide that accent. Just do it. Just either go like, either try to hide it completely. But if you can't do it, just use your Midwestern. Like nobody's going to be upset about that around here. I don't, I like this isn't the New York city media, you know, like yeah. where they're like, Oh, come on. How, how come she don't sound like us? Like, I don't care. Yeah. Eric Wood, Eric Wood's from. What Louisville, Kentucky, right? He doesn't try to hide his accent. He does Bills games. At no point when he's doing Bills games am I like, this is so annoying the way he talks. Like I wish he talked like me. <laughs> you know? I don't give a shit. Just <laughs> but yeah, of annoying voice, totally. And this comes from someone with a very annoying voice. Like I did not like my voice at all. And I agree I have an annoying voice. So from annoying voice to annoying voice, like I get it. She's got one. So hey. Yeah, it's pretty it's, tough. I gotta listen to you on the on this podcast all the time. <laughs> that's that's why you don't re-listen to the podcast after we post them. <laughs> You're like, God, I had to listen to him for an hour and a half on the podcast. I'm not gonna listen to him. Um, speaking of which, by the way, um, thank you guys all for reaching out to me uh, in the podcast for the Chris Berman interview. They released. If you are listening to this podcast on the Circling Wagons podcast feed, you heard it before anyone else. So we're still kind of working in with Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, we don't have. We haven't completely. <laughs> cut off ties with them because you know we're still working up our listener base from from that uh so we're gonna see we might just keep this going for the next five years we'll see we'll 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 post to here more so than we will to buffalo rumblings podcast network but we'll post to both essentially um we'll post to buffalo rumblings not as often but maybe once a week because we're contractually obligated to do once a week so we'll still do that but we like doing these previews episodes 
John and John and myself. Mike couldn't do it. He had something going late uh, on this the, the time we we're recording. So uh, so we're doing it just the uh, just us two. So John, we talked about uh, last game. We talked about Bills drama. Let's talk about this week's preview of the Bills Raiders season opener, home opener, not season opener, home opener for the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park, one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. John, going into this game, I mean, before we actually talk about the Raiders or the Bills, uh, how are you feeling about this? And are you thinking, like, are you still down about this team, or do you just need another day? Another day to to shake off that loss? Because it was a Monday night game, so it's a little bit, like I said, that wound's a little fresh. I don't, um, probably not anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, so you're thinking the Bills are going to lose then? Before we get into the betting on the Bills segment. Um, not necessarily, I, like for me to feel better about the just game, they'd have to absolutely annihilate the right the Raiders. So if they just barely win, because the Bills are favored by eight and a half, the Bills if the Bills win by three, you're not going to feel any better about that team. Probably not. I mean, a lot obviously depends on how they play, you know, as a whole. But um, no, probably not. And like they could beat the Raiders and and the Commanders, and I could still feel the same way until they beat Miami or something like that, right? Right. I mean, the Bills are a, a good team, right? I mean, I think even after that game, we could still say that overall, the Bills are a top 10 team. And I don't think the Raiders are. I think the Raiders are a t- an okay team that can beat a good team every once in a while, but I don't think they're a good team. I don't think they're a really good team at all. I think Jimmy Garoppolo maybe is a slight step above Derek Carr, maybe. Uh, but I don't think this team is unbeatable. I think that there's a reason why Vegas has them favored by eight and a half points. And I think the Bills are going to be pissed. I think the Bills are going to go into this game thinking that, like, you know, we're a better team than that. And I think Josh is going to play that way. I think he's going to throw an interception or so. He's going to have at least one turnover, I think. But at the same time, I think that they're ready to move on from this. And the fact that it's in Buffalo, that that they have to come from out west to Buffalo. um, I watched half of the game last week of the Raiders and Broncos game. At no point was I looking at any, even Devontae Adams and being like, the Bills the Bills can't guard that, or the Bills are going to have a tough time with X, right? Like with this part, like even Josh Jacobs. Like Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Like he's not as good as Brees Hall. He's not going to give the Bills the same fits that Brees Hall had, right? Like if you look at the, at the rushing t- statistics of um, Josh Jacobs, he had 19 carries for 48 yards. Like that's barely over two yards per carry. Like that's not a good stat line. Like Brees Hall had over a hundred yards um, on the Buffalo Bills. I think I think that uh, this could be a game where the Bills really tried. Really, they get angry and they show the rest of the NFL that the Bills are. There's a lot of teams, so we're going to get to our our other NFL bets that we like later in the game. But there's there's a lot of there's a couple of teams I picked to have a bounce back game in week two. Because of that reason, like they're not as bad as people think they are, and they're going to prove it this week. And I think the Bills are one of those teams this week, um, and and I fully expect them to win, uh, and I expect them to win by at least a couple of scores. But John, let's let's get into so the injury report for the Buffalo Bills is very promising. It was only Mitch Morris had a had a finger injury, um, I believe it was, and uh, he was in full practice so far this week. So the Bills injury slate like knock on wood is really good right now. Whereas if you look at the Raiders, like Devonte Adams was limited or didn't practice on Wednesday, but now he's fully practiced on, on Thursday. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was limited on Wednesday with an ankle injury. Now then he's full practice on Wednesday, Chandler Jones, that drama with him, uh, 
writing on social media that he doesn't want to be there necessarily in Las Vegas. He's out indefinitely. Hopefully he doesn't start like the day before the Bills game or he doesn't, you know, come back to the team before that. Jacoby Myers is in concussion protocol. That you would argue that he's their second best receiver. Jordan Meredith, their guard is did not participate. And yeah, their their uh their offensive tackle had had uh, limited practice on Thursday. So like a lot of injuries. So you're looking from an injury perspective. I mean, the Bills are looking in good shape from that standpoint. Uh let's get right into it, John. Um well, should 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 we go over how well we did last last week? Yeah, let's go over how well we did last week. By the way, I forgot to mention this, and I have to do it before I forget, is that we're going to pick a winner for um, our Public site to win a free T-shirt. So for those of you that haven't uh, been following us, um, we started our own feed. Obviously, if you're listening to us here, you're listening to us on our new feed. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts uh, with your Twitter handle, Instagram handle, whatever, or take a screenshot of us of leaving us a five star review on Spotify or wherever you listen to it. Just just show us, just screenshot it, and then uh, send it to us. Email us, DM us, or whatever on social media, and that way I can put you in the running each week, and we're going to do uh, a giveaway each week for those listeners. So obviously you have to listen to the episode to find out if you won because we're not going to chase you down. But um, yeah, yeah, just want to give back and appreciate you guys uh, following us. So um, let's look over last week's bets. So we each do three bets each week. Last week was the first week we did this. Uh, the, so we pick two games, and then the third game is the tiebreaker, and that's the Bills game. So we have to bet on that one. Even though I hate betting on Bills games, we decided you know that, that's going to be a good tiebreaker. We're, gonna, we're a Bills podcast. We're going to bet on the Bills, right? Last week, John went two out of three. Um, he won the Packers game, the Packers bet. He had a plus one. He had the Titans game at plus three. Um, just because the Titans only lost by one, <laughs> not because not because they won, it's because the Titans only lost by one. Um, and then he, the only one he got wrong was the Bills game. He bet the Bills at minus two and a half, and the Bills did not win that game. Whereas Nate Dog over here, uh, Nate Dog's nasty. really happy about the outcome of the Bills game because it <laughs> made him win this. This, this. Uh... I I couldn't have been happier with the outcome for the Bills game. <laughs> them losing and me winning that bet was so much more important now <laughs> i'm joking it's i i went three for three which is which is pretty amazing i'm definitely due for an over this week but um i got the jaguars that game minus four and a half the eagles minus four the jets um i picked i thought it was just gonna be a close game i thought the bills could potentially win that one um but I definitely the, the other thing that's weird about that is as soon as Aaron Rodgers goes down, like I'm like I'm definitely not winning that bet now. <laughs> like the Jets, I had the Jets with the points. Um, I'm like the Bills are definitely going to win this one, right? And then as the game went on, I'm like, holy crap, I'm actually going to win this game. Like this, that's why I don't like betting on Bills games unless I bet against the Bills because then like I win no matter what in one way, shape, or form. I win because I either win money or the Bills win, and I win that feeling of my team becoming victorious. So um, I won in weird fashion. I shouldn't have won, but hey, a win is a win. 3-0, and John is 2-1. and So the Bills this week are eight and a half point favorites. Uh, John, for your betting on the Bills winner, who do you have in this one? Um, I'll take the Bills at plus or at, uh, minus eight and a half. Do you think the Bills win by nine or more? But you just said that you didn't feel confident about this game whatsoever, about the Bills. Um, I feel less confident with the Raiders. <laughs> um, I think rightfully so. I, no, I think I think they, the, unfortunately for the Raiders, the 
Bills will use this as their, you know, get right game. And I, I, I can see them winning by nine or 10 points easily. So, um, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I mean, this, this, the Jets are one of those few teams that matches up perfectly with the Bills from a defensive standpoint. They have a really stout defensive line. Um, they have a good cornerback, obviously, in Sauce Gardner. Um, as you can see, Jordan Whitehead, <laughs> he looked pretty good. Uh, and then they have a good run game. So, you know, the, the, the Raiders don't have that. They don't have a bad defense, but they don't have nearly as good of a defense as the Jets do. Um, they have some a pretty good linebacking core. Uh, you know, I was watching the game, and like I said, Wilson didn't really test the Raiders' defense too much. For the most part, between Garoppolo and Wilson, it just seemed like a dink and dunk game. It was very disappointing. So I could see this being a game where uh, Bernard is tested a lot more than last week against the Jets. So I'm looking forward to that, seeing how he responds to that. But then again, it could be another big Matt Milano game, you know? Um, I think they're going to be able to stop Jacobs. I'm not too worried about him. Uh, Devontae Adams, I mean... You know, he's still Devontae Adams. He's good, but he's not the Devontae Adams that we saw with Aaron Rodgers. Like, and he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. So he has Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I would be very surprised if Garoppolo ends up getting deep um, on the Buffalo Bills at any point. Um, I think it's going to be all intermediate passes. I think there's going to be, it's going to be mostly like comeback routes or screen screen passes or something like that. And every once in a while, there'll be a, a play over the middle with some yak, but for the most part, not the case. Um, I'm going to go with you on this one, John. I agree with you. It's eight and a half. That's that's how I see it too. I'm betting the same as you on this one. Um, what? So one thing we didn't do last week, which I was kind of kicking myself that we didn't, because I wanted to uh, talk about some Bills player bets because I posted a bunch on social media and hit about. Geez, I want to say I was three or four. I think I hit most of them. I did better in the games than I did the player props. But the only reason I didn't hit the player props is because Josh Allen gave the ball out, gave the ball away four times. If he didn't do that, I would have hit the over on the Kincaid yards. I would have hit the over on Gabriel Davis's yards. Um, I already hit the over on uh, Dalton Kincaid's catches because it was two and a half and he had four on the day. He just needed like two more yards or one more yard to get to the over on receiving yards. Um, but again, I didn't expect Josh to just, throw up all over himself so are there any uh player props that you like for this game maybe josh allen wise or maybe someone else um so i didn't look too much at the player props for the bills game yet usually i'll look at it like sunday morning but um like you were mentioning earlier before we started recording that the allen passing touchdowns was like one and a half was the over under um that is yes one and a half so I, I think I'd go the over on that, you know. It's minus 160, so it's not a great Oh, uh, but... yeah. Well, then never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not really. I mean, that's that. I would bet that, though, too, if that's where the, the line is set. But um, Jimmy Garoppolo is over one and a half plus 135. <laughs> you make a lot more money yeah. for that one. Um, what do you think about this one? Your boy, James Cook. Now, you bet separately. You know, we were texting about this. You bet him on rushing and receiving yards last week, and you won on that one. Yeah, it was 62 and a half, and he got 63, so it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's So, James Cook, here's, here's a prop bet that I like. Let me know what you think about this. James Cook, over 12 and a half yards receiving. And I'll tell you the reason why I like that specific prop line is because – I think that the way that 
they're, the Bills are going to overcorrect their game plan from last week. So when Josh was playing hero ball, he's throwing it recklessly, you know, over, you know, deep into double coverage or whatever. He's going to specifically make a point to throw over the middle, to throw screen passes, to throw dink and dunk checkdowns, like maybe to an annoying rate this next week. So I, I would be very surprised if James Cook doesn't have at least, you know, let's say so he, over over under is 12 and a half yards. He had 14 yards last week and that was against a much better defense. I think I go the over with that one. What are the Kincaid numbers? Kincaid is over under 30 and a half yards. Um, I can't find receptions. I don't have receptions here. At least not yet. How about rushing this? in? How about a Kincaid anytime touchdown? Oh, I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> anytime touchdown. Okay. So, so, Actually, let's see. Dalton Kincaid, anytime touchdown, plus 360. Wow. I think you were talking about dink and dunk. Hey, red zone threat, man. They want to get into the uh, the end zone with Dalton Kincaid. Uh, they want to get in the ball. He was four for four on targets and receptions this last week. I think they try to they try to get him his first touchdown at home. I love that one, John. What do you think about the, uh, the James Cook over 12 and a half yards? I think that's pretty safe, right? Yeah, I mean, because he could... Catch the ball once or twice and get that, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's okay. He can catch it once. It could be a screen pass. It goes for 13 yards and you win. <laughs> you know, you get that. So, well, you know what's funny is, so I don't love the Josh Allen stats. Passing yards, like you said, over over 254 and a half. I don't love it. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is 231 and a half. I kind of like the over with that one only because I think the game script is going to be like we said, the bills are going to be winning by two scores. So this is Jimmy G is going to have to pass it. So if that's the case, I think he goes over 231 and a half yards. I could be wrong, um, but I like that one passing rushing, passing plus rushing yards for Josh Allen, 295 and a half. I don't, I don't love that one. I don't love going over at least. I think it's more likely an under, but so if I'm thinking James Cook receiving rushing and receiving yards, his rushing yard is 50 and a half this next week against uh, against the Raiders. Last week, Javante Williams had 52 yards rushing on 13 carries. I don't love that line. It's about where I think he's going to be. So Josh Allen rushing yards. What do you think about this, John? Do you think he's going to play? I just mentioned how he's going to be conservative with the game plan. They're going to be dinking and dunking. Do you think he rushes more than last week? Because I believe he had... 33 yards rushing or something like that, but it was against a really good defensive line for the jets um, over under 36 and a half rushing yards for Josh Allen. He averaged, mind you last season in 2022, he averaged 47.6 yards per game rushing. He didn't have 47 yards per game uh, last week. Is this the week that he makes up for it? And he goes over that. I, I feel like against the jets last year, he ran a lot more. He did. Um, he had 80 yards. We said that last podcast. Yeah. That's what made me think that like we should have talked about player props because we talked about how many rushing yards. Allen, Allen yeah. had like 80-something the first game and 40-something the second game. Yeah, but we probably would have been wrong on the Allen one, right, this last week. Yeah, I yeah. was. I bet it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet yeah. it. I was wrong. Um, Not for trying. He tried to do it. He just wasn't successful. Well, he, the first interception, if he just ran it, we would have got it probably off of but that. But he got one. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's just pissing you off. Yeah, I already forgot what we're talking about. Not at all. <laughs> Player props, um, rushing yards, thirty-six and a half rushing yards. I I don't think I'd want to bet that either way. I don't know. I don't like that one either. So okay, I like James Cook over twelve and a half yards. You like Doss or uh, I'm sorry, Dalton Kincaid 
for the for the anytime touchdown at plus 360. I love both of those. Let's see if I can do a parlay. I'm just curious what the parlay is for that. Dalton Kincaid, James Cook. Let's see. $10 bet, you win $32. I like that one. I think I might do that one on my own. So yeah, so that's that's what we have. And we have the Bills with the over. Honestly, uh, I with games this close, which I don't love the Bills line. I didn't love it last week, though, either. Um, what I might do is if I was to play this game is I might do a teaser, a six-point teaser. So basically, you bet two bets as a parlay teaser as opposed to just one bet. So then you bet like down six points. So if I take the Bills and then I take, let's say it's 47. Over-under is 47, right? Let's say I take the under or the over rather. And I tease by six points. That means I can tease the Buffalo Bills game down to minus two and a half, which I think is super safe, and bet over 41 instead, which I think is super safe too. That's what I did last year on the Super Bowl because I didn't love the line for the Super Bowl, and it ended up being super close to the line. So I'm glad I didn't bet it because I would have bet the other way. Um, I did this, and I ended up winning. So if you guys wanted to do that, I mean, you know, you bet 10 bucks on this one, it's you just have to win both bets, though. That's the only thing that stinks, but that's how you do that. So, yeah. yeah have I, you ever done I, uh, teasers? Yeah, I think I've done it on, like, um, I don't usually do over-unders, but, like, if there's two different games where I don't quite like the lines, I might, like, adjust both of them and embed them both at the same time type of thing. Mm-hmm. So you do what I said, where you do both at the same time, like the mm-hmm. over under and so you, so well, you not do the over, as a team. yeah instead of doing like the the spread and the over oh you do both games game, at the same time yeah I'll do two separate games with the adjusted spreads or something like gotcha that. yeah at the same time got it I, it's rare for me to do an over under just because it's I feel like it's whenever I've done it in the past I get it wrong so yeah <laughs> same <laughs> same minus the Super Bowl for some reason I've had luck during the Super Bowl. So we'll have to talk about that again. John, before we get into um, our other two games that we're going to talk about, let's read a couple of quick reviews uh, recently left on our on Apple Podcasts. Um, I want to thank you guys all for leaving us reviews for ones that, that have. Um, this is from The Critical Chef. Sean has won multiple items from us in the past, so he's in the running again. He says, all around great podcast. I appreciate the fact that the CTW crew are regular Buffalo Bills fans with regular knowledge like the average fan. I enjoy the banter between them. It's evident they are good friends off air. Great ton content. Be funny to know that we never ever talk to each other besides this podcast. Like that's it's all manufactured. All this this whole thing. Chelsea U writes, uh, the best the best fan coverage of the Bills. I absolutely love the Buffalo Bills football podcast. Uh, it's an engaging and informative show that keeps me up to date with the latest news, game analysis, and player insights. Nate's passion for the team is contagious and their in-depth discussion makes me feel like I'm part of a passionate Bills community. Whether you're a diehard fan or just getting into football, this podcast is a must-listen. Go Bills from Hawaii. That's from Chelsea and Ryan in Hawaii, our favorite uh, listeners <laughs> from Hawaii. Uh, best Bills podcast, writes Margie Lube. The This podcast gives, gets me pumped since I live in Connecticut and people are either Pats, Jets, or Giants fans. These guys are so cool and down to earth. I love the silliness they add to the podcast. I also love that I can easily see when a new podcast hits since they broke from Buffalo Rumblings. Thank you, Nate, John, and Mike, and go Bills. Thank you, Margie. And last is from Dylan. Dylan Sable writes, these guys are a blast. If you're a Bills fan and you're looking for a good time with some laughs and spot on Bills analysis, this is your pod. 
It's the perfect blend of funny and serious. They've also had some banger interviews, including Chris Berman podcast, if you haven't checked that out, yes. CTW Pod is always my go-to when I need a little pick-me-up. Thanks, boys. We'll hear from you soon. Go Bills. Thank you guys all for writing that. Really appreciate that. Um, so let me do a quick winner. The this the winner from this week's podcast is going to win any any design from our T Public store. Anything you want doesn't have to be a Bills uh, design, but um, we have a, raw, a lot of really cool Bills designs. I mean, I've added in the last two weeks. I think I've added thirty new designs to our store. So check those out. Circle the wagons. You know all the the famous ones like the Josh Allen potato Buffalo one, right? Like we have, we have so many of them. So um, check them out there at tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod, or just click on the link in the show notes. I always put them in there too. So the winner for this week's T public t-shirt bills, t-shirt is the critical chef. Sean wins again, my guy. Um, Sean just opened up. I love following you guys on, uh, on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, especially People like the Critical Chef that are, you know, weekly listeners that they interact with a lot. He just opened up his own um, restaurant in Florida. So that's pretty cool. Exciting stuff there for Sean. So let's go into John. So this segment, so we just did bit betting on the bills, the new segment. In honor of our Chris Berman interview, in honor of Swami, we're going to do the Swami Stone Cold Sweated Out Selections. So uh, what do you think of the name? I had to just do selections because I needed another S. <laughs> what do you think? How many S's is that? Swami Stone Cold Sweated Out Selections. Four? Four. <laughs> That's four. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm holding my fingers up over here. realize you can't see them. Four. Not bad, right? I was pretty proud of that one. So let's go into who do you have as your bets? Because this was a tough week. I don't know about you. It was tough to find a really good game where I'm just like, oh, like last week I felt a lot better. Even though, by the way, I won all three of those games in like the last minute. <laughs> like they literally flipped from me losing to winning in the last minute. The Eagles game, the Jaguars game, the Bills game. <laughs> just I got super lucky. Yeah, but... Big, big Jets, Jets fan Nate here picked, picking the Jets <laughs> last week. You got to roll with the Jets. <laughs> it was more of my thoughts for the not liking the Bills against the Jets. Than, and it turns out I was right. So what do you know? If you if you bet like we did, you would have you would have won some money. If you bet if you bet both Mike and my bets, I mean you won four out of five. I mean if you did our non Bills bets, you won four out of four. If you didn't bet the Bills and you took our other bets, you were four out of four. So John, who do you, who do you like this week? And uh, and what did you think? Did you think it was tough? It was a tough week for picks. Um, I think it was tough in a couple of respects because there's definitely a lot of games that could go either way. And then like when I did narrow it down was like maybe because like we were picking two games so like i was like oh there's like three that i kind of like like which two do i pick out of the three that kind of thing um but the first game i landed on i think is going to be houston plus one and a half against indianapolis you're muted well, you, oh yeah why well, you, you like the texans in that one why the texans you don't believe in the culture it's in houston what, what yeah, think it's, it's a yeah combination of those things um I think I don't normally like divisional games, um, like for picks and stuff. But um, no, I, I think I like Houston here. They got they got pretty good defense. Um, they have some interesting things going on. Um, the Colts, I think, are just kind of a a mess in general. Um, I like I like Houston here. Most people are betting the Colts on that game. Sixty two percent of experts say Colts on that one. So interesting going against the green, John. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Colts are favored, right? So, like, 
Yeah, but that I mean, but favored, yes. But I'm not talking money line. I'm talking just they like that spread of one. Well, well, it's essentially um, money line. <laughs> it's essentially money line. Fair yeah. enough. Like last Fair week, enough. the Packers. I just I actually bet the money line. I didn't do the plus one. I'm like, well, let's just do the money line on that one. Yeah. Um. I guess you could do the same here. Um. I haven't looked at what the you know minus whatever it is. It's the same. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, no, you you get better odds again. Money line yeah. plus one hundred instead of minus one ten. Yeah, so, it's, so even, it's even money. Yeah, I can see I can see Houston winning. I didn't like that game. Um, I'll be honest. Yeah, I just I just I'm not sure what to think about either team. I mean, I picked against the Colts last week with the Jaguars, but they played them tough, man. You know this this isn't a, a Colts team that went down easy. By yeah. I mean, the only reason that I won is because Travis Etienne. Like they had an interception and Travis Etienne happened to run in a touchdown, which they were just yeah. running out the clock. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first week, I mean, it's you never t- Kansas City lost, Cincinnati lost, Buffalo lost, Philadelphia almost lost. Like <laughs> it, it, the first few weeks can be kind of wonky anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't love that one. I see where you're coming from. I see, I see you like CJ Stroud better than Anthony Richardson at uh, quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think I, I might like Richardson better, actually, but like the overall team, I think is Houston is better. Right? Here's a question: if if Jonathan Taylor was back, would you bet on the? Would you not make that same bet? Probably not. Okay, so I'm going to go with my first one, and that is I am taking the Giants over the Cardinals. The Giants are four point favorites over the Cardinals in Arizona. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are a good team. Um, I think that. Uh, the Giants are better than they showed up against the Cowboys. I don't think they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't think they're nearly as good as the Bills or or a lot of other good teams. But I think they're better than they are that game. And I think that Dable is going to have. They're one. Of, I both teams I picked this week lost last week. So the Giants got absolutely murdered by the Cowboys last week. Well, I I think they're going to have a bounce back game. I think that they're going to take out all their frustrations all their anger on the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are just kind of hanging out there, you know, waiting to, uh, they're just, they're just going to be a pinata for the, the giants this game. I think they're really going to, the giants are going to have their way. I think the four point, I think they win by double digits. Um, so this is interesting. So like it, I was, you know, saying I was picking two games out of the three that I liked. This was the third game that didn't make my final two, which I'll probably still be betting on. However, I'm pick. I would go with Arizona plus five and a half. I think the Giants win, but I don't think. I think it's going to be closer. Mm, so we already don't like. Well, who's three and zero? Let me just ask you that real quick. Who's three and zero in, the, in this? Mister Jets fan. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not a Jets fan. I'm just a smart better. That's all. What's funny is I'm normally. You're so much better at betting than me normally when we've done this sort of thing. So it makes sense that the week one when nobody knows anything is the week that I come out on top. <laughs> Like now that you actually have like some sort of sample size of, of who is what, like, you know, we'll see, we'll see how much we deviate from there. So, so it's funny. We actually like the opposite. Cause I kind of like the Colts too, over the Texans. You like the Texans. I like the giants. You like the Cardinals, um, with that point spread, John, who, who's your second, second game. So I have the Texans at money line. Do you want me to give you the point for that, for deciding? I mean, you might as well take it. Right. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter it, either way. I mean, yeah, I, I like Houston, but. Well, I mean, if we're do, we're doing the spreads, so like we can do plus one and a half. That's fine, whatever. I have it as minus one. Texans minus one. Okay, well, same then. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Wait, minus one. I thought they were I plus. It. I thought they were plus one and a half. The Colts are plus one. Texans are minus one. Oh, when I I thought it was Texans were plus one and a half when I last looked at it. No, they're favored. That's weird. 
Do you want to change your bet? No, I, I'm committed now. But what <laughs> you said is Houston minus one right now. Yes. I don't know, I'm pulling. Up, I'm pulling it up. <laughs> I see the Colts. At, so I'm so like luckily the site I'm looking at uh, shows lots of different like sites and and their and their uh, books and MGM bet MGM has minus one for the Texans and bet now I don't know what or PB I don't know what PB is points bets has plus one and a half. Yeah, draft, for the draft, DraftKings is Houston minus one and a half. Maybe I got it backwards when I wrote it down. Maybe, Sounds like it. Maybe that's what happened. Sounds like people shouldn't listen to you when it comes to <laughs> uh, Swami's Swami's switch it up of the you know what Swami odds. I'm gonna stick with Houston. Oh, good for you. You said minus one. Is that the line we're going with for this? I mean, that's the one I saw. But you, if you, if you see, I see it for one and a minus one and a half. I mean, why would you want to go that way, though, right? Yeah, I'll still go with Houston. Okay, Houston minus one. What's your other game? Pittsburgh, plus two and a half. Let's go. Pittsburgh against the Browns, two and a So they just got Monday demolished. Night fo- Monday night football. Bounce Monday back game. Night... We're talking about bounce back games, right? This is yeah. my bounce back game. Yeah, that's a that's a good bounce back game. I like it. I like that one. Um, I don't necessarily think that Steelers are going <laughs> to win that one. Yeah, I think that they might have a huge Kenny Pickett problem. But San Francisco is also maybe possibly the best team in the league. <laughs> true, true. You're right. You're right. That that should be taken into account. Even though it was that in San Francisco or was it in Pittsburgh? Wasn't it in Pittsburgh? It was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So okay. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> I I I don't love that one. Again, that was a line I looked at where I'm just like, ugh. Like I wish the Browns were favored by a little bit more so I could bet the Steelers, or I wish the Steelers were you know favored by a little bit less. I, you know what's funny? Like last week, the two games that we each picked, we both didn't like each other's, and we both won all of them anyway. All of them. Exactly. <laughs> didn't matter. Didn't matter. So you got the Steelers plus two and a half. Perfect. I like it. It'd be funny if we went undefeated the entire season, That's at least on our non-Bills picks. <laughs> That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Um, so the other game, so we were talking about, so we have a few bounce back games. If you want to include the Texans, technically that's a bounce back game because they lost in week one to the Ravens, right? So all bounce back games, uh, I have the Chiefs minus three and a half. Um, they're playing the Jaguars, which I know the Jaguars are a good team, but I also look at it as the fact that the Chiefs should have won last week against the Lions. They, they basically had a Josh Allen like collapse. It, you know, interceptions, pick six, um, turnovers. Um, this week they get Chris Jones back. I don't believe they get Chris Kelsey back. Um, Travis Kelsey, sorry, Chris Kelsey. <laughs> I'm thinking Buffalo Bills here. Um, I don't think they get Travis Kelsey back, but they're favored by three and a half. I would be very surprised if Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs go 0 and 2 with their first two games to start the season. It just doesn't seem right. I don't think this is even, they only win by three. I think they win decidedly against the Jaguars. They put them in their place. Um, the only reason they didn't win by more in the playoffs is because Patrick Mahomes didn't start the second half. So uh, they still won that game even even so. Um, I like that game. And I picked the Chiefs to, the, to win that one, minus three and a half. Yeah, I think the Chiefs win, but it could easily be a field goal and then you lose, right? I'd, it could easily be. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> like that betting either team in that particular one but so we're the same as last week right we same as last week we both didn't like each other's picks at least we picked the same bills pick this week yeah yeah so no matter what we have that we have that let's hope we're both right on that one too 
But then again, like the good thing about that is even if we're wrong on that bet, which I, which I have been making the bets, all the ones that we've mentioned, and I'll probably do the props bets I mentioned. Like overall, I'm up because yeah, of that. Yeah, anything you know? like just last week, I bet the ones that I had talked about, and I'll do the same this week, including John- Ar- including Arizona plus five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> John, I forgot to ask you to do the Tecmo Bowl simulation for. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't update the ROM yet. Okay, so we're not going to do that anymore. That one's done. Let's do I, I, Google. I'll, I'll update it for next week. Okay. Let's just say, okay, wait, okay. Oh, oh I just ran the simulation. Okay, you can edit the first part out. Um, <laughs> yep, looks like the Bills won 62-3. to Josh Allen, six touchdown passes. Uh-huh. Wait, that doesn't add up right. Four touchdown passes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bills are good. So AI, AI had it wrong. Do you want me to do another AI? Are we just going to scrap the tech mobile and AI picks and just do our picks from now on? We can probably scrap it. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. You can, we can do whatever. I don't care. AI doesn't know anything. No, no, it's artificial. <laughs> <laughs> How long till AI is drafting players in the NFL at like the the draft? It's just picking from this. I'm sure there's a team that does it already. Who will win the Bin- Bills Raiders game? Oh, I can't say. I don't know how to do that. It's like, just give me it. Bills are favorite. They're favored by nine and a half points at most sports books. And most experts are picking them to win. Nine and so a half. Oh, went back up. Or is it maybe it's an old? Because it was like nine and a half or ten. They're always behind when it, when, it, when, it, when it opened, right? Yeah. If I had to pick a winner, I would pick the Bills. Will the Bills. They are better. They are the better team on paper and they have the, the home field advantage. However, Raiders are a dangerous team and they should not be overlooked. Just. We can say that about any team. <laughs> Just flip-flopping, yeah. Except, they Ari- could, they except should... Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think the Bills will win by nine or more? I think it's possible the Bills could, but I would not bet on it. Okay, so it says no. Okay, now we know. Well, they take the Raiders. I would not bet on it. Okay, that means you're not comfortable. The health of the players... Bills are missing their starting left tackle, Deion Dawkins, and their starting running back, Zach Moss. This is just like, when will Google update? So funny. This is why I can't That's why I can't trust them. But, you know, this is what they say. Actually, Tecmo was, Tecmo Bowl was right last week because you simulated and they had the Jets winning. So Tecmo Bowl was right and Google AI was wrong. So Maybe we'll bring Tecmo Bowl back next week. Okay. Yeah. There was a the ROM that, that I used. There was an update because it was like I was still using the preseason ROM. And there was like a week one ROM that had come out like just as we started recording. So I, I didn't have it yet. Mm-hmm. But I forgot to actually update it today. So mm-hmm. but I didn't forget. I just didn't have time. So. Yeah, you're a busy man. You're a busy guy. <sighs> All right. So those were the uh, those were the betting on the bill segment, the Swami Stone Cold Sweated Out Selections. John, you know, if you had all this amazing betting information that we just handed out, where would you go to place a bet in person? For a good time, good food, good drinks, great atmosphere, lots of tables, lots of screens. Can you think of a place that's that's within a, a short drive from where we are that you could enjoy such such a said place? Hmm. Oh, I know. The Twin yes. Spires Sportsbook at Delago. Oh, really? Really? Is, is there a place that's that close to us that we could literally just stop by and have an amazing time? Yeah, it's just a short drive away, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe we do some shopping at the outlets and water. Outlets are right there, too. Make a day of it. Yeah. Make a day of it. With all the winnings that you get from our bets, 
<laughs> Meanwhile, bet responsibly. Like we're no, we're not responsible for any any bets made on the podcast. We are not experts or whatever. But any winnings that you make from the bets, just go over and blow it all on the uh, at the outlets, right? Buy yourself some uh, back to school. I guess school's already started, but you know, maybe there's some sales now that back yeah. to school. Well, they probably have Christmas stuff out now, so. <laughs> Oh geez, John, don't say that. John, John, are you a, are you a fall fan or a summer fan? Fall, fall. What what do you like about fall? Is it this time of year specifically when it starts to get a little cold at night? Starts to get you know it's still like seventies, sixties during the day, but it's just a little bit crisp at yeah. night and early yeah. morning. Yeah, I think the weather actually does play a big part of it because I don't I I don't like it when it's like ninety out, right? But like you you know you can have a campfire you know maybe wear a fleece or something you know be comfortable and uh, you know you still cook out just like you do in the summer you know you can still do stuff you know i in football season obviously is in the fall um yeah yeah i mean it's technically not even fall yet but i do dig this part of summer that that turns into fall like this is like it's just like spring, like when spring starts to turn into this sort of weather, you know, but everything's still green. The leaves haven't fallen. Like this is, this is a good time for sure. I, I mean, I, I do enjoy it. And like you said, like the fires, I mean, cause we both have little kids, right? So like you can't keep them up to like nine at night in the summertime for, for when the sun starts to go down and then you build a fire and then they're asleep by 10 o'clock. You can't do that with like four-year-olds, right? Like that's just, it's just way too late for them. So like in fall, you can do that because the sun sets a little bit earlier. Now you can do a fire at seven o'clock or whatever. Marshmallows. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You got, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, apple ciders. John, are there any seasonal drinks that you like? Ciders, Oktoberfest uh, beers? Yeah. Um, I I don't think anything specifically. I know a lot of people like the, anything with like pumpkin stuff and I'm not real big on that, but um, yeah, like you, you get, you know, the, the cider thing and like, you know, you, you know, fresh donuts at wherever, you know, when you go to a hayride or something and that kind of thing. And that's, it's always kind of neat. Yeah. We're going apple picking in a couple of weeks together, right? Oh yeah. 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 Celebrating your birthday, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That thing's coming it's out. In September. Yeah. It's this month, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it? Yeah. It's this month, buddy. I never, think, month, about, I never think about that kind of thing really. No, because it's nothing to look forward to. It's just like, <laughs> it's it's like, yeah, so I get another, it's just a reminder. I know. <laughs> <Just> a reminder. <laughs> when you're our age, it's just like, thank look, okay, good. So uh, what do you want for your birthday, man? What can, no, what I, can don't, we get I, don't, you? I don't want anything. You want anything? No, I don't want you want a new headset microphone? I just, no, I just, <laughs> I just want to spend time with, 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 with you guys and family and everything. Oh, really? Oh, that's, that's, that's nice. I think it's kind of BS, but that's nice. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? <laughs> kind of BS. I don't. I don't think you mean that. I think you're just letting the listeners think you think that you care that much. I I love one of the things. Honestly, like care I love about. <laughs> one of the things I do love about fall is we do have an annual tradition. Our families, you know, your your family, my family, we get together. We do apple picking. Like we've gone to a couple of these farms here for like, you know, haunted hay rides or, or, you know, the, the ones that have like the big, you know, you pay, pay like 20, 30 bucks to get in per person, but like it's, you can make a full day of it. Like there's so many things to do. Like I do enjoy that thing, especially this time of year before um, Halloween and stuff. It's, it's a cool time. I do like that tradition that we have. So that'll be fun. Um, do we have a camping trip planned? Cause we've done that before we had one planned this last year and it ended up being canceled because of sickness. We did one the year before. Do we have a 
one planned next year? Um, I, I think next year seems kind of far out. We've already have planned something. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you have to plan out though camping that far ahead. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the place. Yeah. But, all right, no, dude. Let's let's just go on a cruise together. Let's let's figure out like a way our families can like spend a whole week together and see if we're still friends after that. <laughs> one of the reasons we're probably friends is because we talk only once a week on the phone which is basically this. And then, you know, we do like one trip or we do like, you know, some dinners together, like a few dinners together, but it's not like every weekend, right? Like that's, that's too, that's too much. We don't need to see each other all the time. But Oh, oh and we have to figure out where I'm just rambling at this point, just mm-hmm. trying not to end the podcast. Cause I want to keep talking to you. Um, oh, an October visit to Delago. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Because we want to check that out. Probably not on a Bills game day, just so it's like a little bit less busy. We want to bring the wives, the girlfriends, and stuff like that, and uh, and just hang out there. It's we haven't gone since last season or last year. I think I went in the off season. I went over the summer last this last summer, but um, haven't been there for like a night. Maybe we'll do dinner or something like that. It'll be a fun time. And we'll let listeners know just in case they want to are also going to be there. Maybe we'll do a parlay bet together, something fun. Um, we'll figure something out. So cool. So John. Uh, this has been a blast. We covered a lot of different things in this episode. Um, that's what you get with the Circling the Wagons podcast feed. Um, just way too much, way too much stuff. It should be broken up into three episodes, but it's not. So that would require a lot more work. So, John, anything else before we sign off? I don't think so. So I'm going to announce that we will be doing a Twitter space after the 1 p.m. game because – I mean, it's it's a 1 p.m. game. I don't have to stay up till 1 a.m. for that game. So I'll do a Twitter space for the 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. games. Uh, so check that out. I'll, it's basically like a post-game call-in show. So I will I will record it. And luckily, because we're our own feed, I can post it right after there. So it'll probably be available like game ends at 4. Probably do a half hour, 45 minutes. Probably be ready by 5.30 in the afternoon, to be honest. So you can check that out. And then we'll do our regular post-game show with Mike and John, where we do you know our our wall of fame wall of shame sweet sassy molassy plays the game gettysburg of the game there was no gettysburg of this game because the bills lost but um maybe you could say like the the gettysburg was josh allen fumbling for the for that while they were tied and then you know that that was the turning point of the game there's just no comeback after that or maybe it was even the kickoff return who knows the the turning point of the game was when they decided to start josh allen (laughs) john you're not going to be this bitter going into sunday are you (laughs) i think this is just you know, it's only been three three days since Monday Night Football, so you're still a little bitter. <sighs> that's that's all you needed to say was a huge, huge sigh. Anyways, I'm excited. Um, I think the Bills can win back. I mean, this, it's going to be a collapse of Bills Mafia if the Bills don't win this one against the Raiders. I do not expect that to happen. Um, again, we both bet them to win the over, which is to win by nine or more. So two scores. Two scores, baby. So signing off for John. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills, the season opener. Enjoy uh, Highmark Stadium. Enjoy the tailgating for the first time this season. We have a Bills Mafia tailgating playlist on Spotify, so check that out. So for me, Nate, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys after the game.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs>